We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! Merry Christmas, Orlando Magic fans. You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is December 26, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Merry Christmas, Luke. How was your Christmas? Well, Merry Christmas to everybody. Hope you guys had a great one. Um, As you guys are listening to this, it's actually my wife's birthday today. So happy birthday, Lauren, on December 26th. Happy birthday. Um, Yeah. So so I'll probably be hanging out with her, uh, doing some breakfast with, you know, family and then hanging out with family throughout the day again. So, yeah. Happy birthday to Lauren. Uh, Makes a lot of this possible is okay with me, you know, recording here at 10 o'clock at night on on Christmas. So shout out to her. Um, But yeah, other than that, man, we had a a great Christmas filled with a lot of family, a lot of food. I um, I I ate a ton of food, to be honest with you. Just a ton. It was ridiculous. Prime ribs are becoming really big on Christmas. I my family has always done ham forever and ever and ever. Yeah. And today it's like everybody that texts me, like they're sending their their plates of food. You know the boys in the group chat. It's like prime rib after prime rib. I'm like, wh- why did I not get the pr- prime rib memo? I love prime rib, but I just I failed to get that communication that went out. Then like, no, we're not doing ham anymore. We're not doing turkey. Like Christmas is prime rib. Am I just late to the game? Like how long has this been going on? I. I feel like we've been doing it on Christmas for at least the last five or six years. I think we've been we've been on it. It's incredible that little garlic potatoes. Just it was wonderful. It was great. And then my sister in law came through with the chocolate cake. Just pff, unreal. This is really upsetting because like certain trends, I, I'm I'm late to food. I'm usually like at the forefront. Like mm-hmm. I'm usually the ones like, yo, have y'all heard about this? Like you need right. to, you need to get on game. I can't believe I missed out on the prime rib. I can guarantee you next year, I'm going to do my own prime rib. I've never made it before, but you know, I'll hit the old, uh, interwebs and figure out how to do that. And, uh, yeah, everybody loves a good prime rib, you know, a little, uh, a little, uh, what, what is it? Bernays or a little, uh, horseradish yeah. all, all about horseradish, that. I know you're a, a horseradish guy. That's what they did. They, my mom always makes horseradish and it is so good. It is so good. It's not it's not too spicy, but it's still there and it's just it's great. Phenomenal. Well, again, we hope that you all had a very Merry Christmas. Uh happy Hanukkah. You know, anything that you're celebrating. We hope you guys have a very, very safe and happy holiday season. Things are really fun for the, the Orlando Magic right now, Luke. We're gonna talk about the game off Friday against the Spurs. I was in attendance for uh you know a game a couple of days before Christmas. Great crowd. I'm not going to say it's it's the most uh, packed game that I've ever been to. Plenty of empty seats, but the folks that were there were very loud, and there were a lot of uh, snarky, you know, Spurs fans there. I'll say that you know, wearing their World Championship shirts, like showing it off on the jumbotron, like right before the game, and they were, you know, I'm not, they weren't loud by any means. They were definitely in the the far minority, not like a Celtics game or a Lakers game or anything like that. But they were making some noise, but. That all changed in the fourth quarter, and we'll talk yeah. more about that can, a little bit can later. You, can you talk about one thing, Jonathan? Can you talk to the to our listeners about the, 
the one jersey that did just really a disservice to the San Antonio, San Antonio Spurs organization. So I I was sitting um you know kind of like upper upper bowl area and I looked down I'm I'm like kind of a bit behind the the Spurs bench like you know just in my uh like perspective of the court and I looked down over you know, I'm just kind of people watching like during a timeout or something like that and I looked down and I see a a 21 Spurs jersey I'm like oh a, a Tim Duncan jersey I was it, wait a minute, that does not say Tim Duncan. What does that say? I kind of squint a little bit, and it said Savage. It said 21 Savage, not Tim Duncan. This person is such a big Spurs and 21 Savage fan that they made a 21 Savage Spurs jersey. I wanted to yell down and be like, 21, can you do something (laughs) for me? But, you know, he's a little bit far away. He definitely wouldn't have heard that. He but have, I was he like, why it. would you disgrace the great Tim Duncan's number with putting that name on the back? The, the funniest part to me is that 21 Savage was legitimately born in London. Like, no tie to San Antonio. And even now, I looked it up. I did some digging. He lives in Atlanta, is what Google says. So, like, I don't know why this Spurs fan... Like, you, you must be the biggest 21 Savage fan to just put that on there and to disgrace Tim Duncan like that. So that's cringy. Um, but yeah, I just wanted you know all of our listeners to know just how much of a disservice they were doing to the Spurs that night. I've got to tell you, I missed a really big opportunity by not taking a picture of it and posting it and be like, this guy's a massive Dan Savage fan. Oh, that's true. I missed that's out true. on that. But it wasn't a Magic jersey. If it was a Magic jersey, I really would have fumbled the biggest bag of all time with that. But yeah, just that's just kind of weird. That... And this is going to rub some people the wrong way. When people put their own last name on the jersey, I I don't I don't get that. Like I I kind of get it, but it's also like I don't know. I could never do it. If you're out but there, what if please was, don't be offended by that. It's just not my cup of tea. What if what if it was like your your birth year is the number on the back and your like last name above? Like it's not like a current player's number or like a historically great player's number on your team, and it's like you know, whatever year you were born, like 93, 92, something like that. And then just Osborne above it. Don't yeah. try to so age nine, me any more than nine, I am. 93 and then Osborne above that. I think that's a little bit better. But um, yeah, definitely not like a all-time greats. Like I would never put, you know, 32 or one and then my my name. I, I, I think it's got to be a gift. I think it's got to be a gift. It's got to be a gift. If it's a gift, yeah. that's different. Like right. if it's a gift, and especially like you don't have any other jerseys, you're just trying to rep mm-hmm. your magic at the game. By all means, like like go yeah. for it. I just mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I probably shouldn't have said anything. I'm gonna offend some people with that. <laughs> but yeah, yo, I hope you had a merry Christmas, anyways. One more thing I want to say before we get into some other stuff here. I'm leaving the game Friday night, and I'm driving, and I'm not a you know local you know to Orlando. I barely know the area. I know how to get to like South Street to get to the guy called garage. I know church street and, and that's really about it. I'm leaving and I'm, you go down, I think it's Anderson and then you get off and I think it's on to orange. I'm not hundred percent on this, but I'm trying to get back on the turnpike to head back towards Tampa. And I see these three kids walking and it's dark. Like we're underneath an overpass. It's dark. It was probably creepy of me to do this, but I'm just hyped up after this freaking win. It was an incredible win. Had a great time. I took my daughter. I took my four-year-old. We had a blast. But I just I roll my window down. I'm I'm going like 40 miles an hour, and I just yell at the top of my lungs, "Let's go, Magic, baby!" And there's no way that these kids could have seen my face. And I wasn't speaking. I was screaming. But they just turn and they're like, "Yo, six man, let's go!" <laughs> and as I drive away, I'm like, "You know it, baby!" <laughs> like as I'm pulling off. So first of all, shout out to y'all for like being diehards because there's no way you saw my face. So you recognize my voice enough in the moment to not only realize this wasn't just some psycho, but it was none other than yours truly. It was also yelling, you. Go Magic. It was a psycho as well. Very true. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to them. That was that was really fun because I, I was just hoping for the, yeah, let's freaking go, Magic. Like, I was just hoping for that. And then when they're like, yo, six man, I was like, That's yo, they wild. just saw me whipping it in the minivan, bro. Like I wasn't even in something <laughs> clean. I was in my Chrysler Pacifica. Now everybody knows what I drive. <laughs> but shout out to y'all for like being diehards. And and uh, when I heard that, I was like, all right, they, 
they know ball. They know ball. <laughs> All right, let's uh, enough with the the funny business. Uh, let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. Shout out to uh, Mulan, by the way. All right, our next watch party is coming up on January seventh. People ask us like every day, which is really really exciting. It lets us know that you all are looking forward to the next watch party because the first three have been nothing but banger after banger. But coming up on January 7th, when the Orlando Magic take on the Golden State Warriors, the Magic will be in Golden State. We will be at the Porch South Orange at 4757 South Orange Avenue. Again, January 7th starts at 8 o'clock. Make sure that you guys come out. It's going to be a great time. Their menu looks ridiculous. Foods, Mm -hmm. drinks. I've heard nothing but good things about the Porch. As soon as we announced this, we started to get DMs like, yo, like the porch is legit. I was getting text messages from our boy Ben like, yo, that's my spot. I love the porch. So make sure that you guys come out to the porch South Orange on January 7th. It's going to be a really, really good time. And then don't forget, folks, all-star voting has started. So if you're looking at the Orlando Magic roster, when we start talking about guys that are worthy of being in the all-star conversation, in my opinion, mainly Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner. Both of those guys have been incredible so far to start the year. You want to vote your favorite Orlando Magic players. You can do that every single day at NBA.com. You can also go to just vote.nba.com. It will take you right to all-star voting. Or you can do it in the NBA app. You can do it every single day. But I'm about to mention a few days in particular because on these days, one vote counts for three. They're calling these three for one days. Today was one of them. Christmas was one of them. So I hope you voted for your favorite Orlando Magic players. It would have been a nice Christmas gift to them. But these days are going to be the next three for one days that are coming up. Mark your calendars, folks. January 1st, so New Year's Day, the first day of the year, three for one day. January 6th, January 13th, January 16th, and January 20th. We're going to be reminding you guys on each podcast episode over the course of the next you know, several weeks until all-star voting closes, but make sure that you write those days down as your three-for-one days, January 1st, 6th, 13th, 16th, and 20th, Luke. Uh, outside of, or, or maybe, which which Magic players are, or maybe you're not, I don't know, I shouldn't assume things, who are you voting for, uh, you know, for, for all-star? Franz and Paolo. Uh, those are the two that I am putting in there from the magic. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, listen, I, I appreciate the people that are throwing votes out there for, you know, Mark Fultz, Cole Anthony, Wendell Carter. I'm all about a Wendell Carter vote for sure. Just because we're magic fans, we're definitely homers and we have no shame. And that is completely fine. This team is a lot of fun. A lot of guys are going into the you know the streak that went into the winning streak the Magic had. I fully support that. So, but for me, Magic wise, the ones that I am making sure every day to vote for is Paolo and Franz. I respect that, and I feel like a lot of people's like everyone's ballot like in the West, it's like Luca and Shea, and then it's like LeBron, Jokic, Zion, yeah. And in, in the East, like all the Magic fans are voting for Paolo and, and for Franz. And then it's Jason Tatum. Who else am I? I know I'm missing. Jalen oh, Brown. Dave, or or Jalen Brown. Don, I've seen a lot of Donovan Mitchell as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like Joel Embiid, Giannis. I've, I've seen a lot of those. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think it's hilarious that the Magic, or not the Magic. I'm about to blame somebody that doesn't even deserve the blame. Uh, the NBA took away the Twitter voting. I think that's and shout out to our boy Tom G, who came up <laughs> with the ingenious campaign to try to get like the BTS Twitter army behind Paolo Bancaro to vote him. It it, it kind of lost steam, but mm-hmm. at, at the it, when it when I saw it, I was like, if this catches on, hilarious, it could legitimately be a game changer. If you're mm-hmm. not familiar with BTS, they're like a a, a K-pop you know group. Uh, incredibly popular one of the the biggest bands on the planet and they are crazy about their uh their band members so uh shout out to tom g that's our boy i, I had the i i think you've known him or no ben our boy ben i think has known him for a while i met him at uh one of the watch parties earlier this year just really really cool dude and, and that was hilarious so shout out to him great tweet great tweet 
Okay, let's get into our weekly state of the Magic. So, Luke, this past week, the Magic went 2-1, and one, bringing them to a record of 13-21 and 21 on the year. They still have the five-worst record in the league. They are 13th in the Eastern Conference. Still two and a half games back of Toronto for the final play-in. And right now, they are 22 games ahead of last season's pace. The Magic did not get their 13th win until they had 43 losses. So the Magic were 13 and 43 a year ago. So 22 games ahead of last season's pace. Again, that 26 and a half over bet keeps looking better and better week after Beautiful. week for the Magic. It feels really good. The Magic have an offensive rating on the year of 111, which ranks 23rd in the league. So they're starting to creep up the offensive rating rankings a little bit here. They have a defensive rating of 113.7, which ranks 22nd in the league. Again, keep climbing a little bit here. Their overall net rating is negative 2.8, which is 26th in the league. So that, you know, the net, overall net rating is a, is a tricky thing because you, you could have a really, really good offensive rating, but a poor defensive rating, and then your net rating is kind of still somewhere in the middle because the Magic are bottom 10 in the league. Uh, in both of those, you know, they're they're kind of towards the bottom in net rating as well. But Magic keep racking up wins. I think that'll continue to increase as well. We got some exciting news this week on the injury front. Wendell Carter Jr. and Gary Harris both returned on Friday against the San Antonio Spurs. The Magic are still without Jonathan Isaac, Jalen Suggs, and Chuma OKK. No update on any of their returns Chuma had that arthroscopic uh, knee surgery last week, so he's going to be out for at least another three and a half weeks. We're kind of waiting to see what happens with Jalen and, and J.I. It feels like you know it should be any day now. I think we got word uh, late last week that Jalen was just still kind of set shooting. But when you look at him on the bench and he's like jumping around and, and celebrating with these guys, he seems to be moving pretty well, in my opinion. It's not the same as playing in an NBA game, but it doesn't seem like he's feeling a ton of pain when he's jumping up and down, running back and forth, flexing for his guys on the sideline. And then J.I., you know, it, it just kind of feels like it should be any day now. Hopefully in the next few weeks, we'll get these guys back, Luke. Yeah, it would be really nice. Um, and that was that, you know, Kobe Price put out, you know, a tweet, Jonathan, talking about, you know, the, the injuries. Obviously, Wendell Carter and Gary Harris, you know, came back for that game against the Spurs. This is it was the first time this season that the Magic, uh, I think it was it that they don't have more than you know four plus players on the injury report or sidelined this season. So incredible that we're starting to get guys back. We've only got what three guys there on the injury report now. So hopefully that list can continue to dwindle and most importantly keep guys off the injury list because it really ultimately means nothing if we get healthy only to re-injure a couple guys here and there that get held out for weeks. So get healthy, stay healthy. That's got to be the motto. So we were talking before we started recording, you know, as we normally do, you, myself, producer Kevin, and Kevin brought up the fact that on Friday night's broadcast with Vince Carter, which is just awesome, by the way, it's, mm -hmm. it's funny because obviously he's not on the broadcast like super consistently. It's like once every two weeks or so, but he just, fits in so seamlessly with David and Jeff. They all have such great chemistry. I really enjoy listening to them. But Kevin pointed out that Vince was talking with, you know, David and Jeff on the broadcast and it got brought up that, you know, the like what you just said, this is the first time in forever that the Magic haven't had more than 3 guys listed as out and Vince Carter couldn't believe it and we started talking about like in our personal lives when you talk to people about the Magic and you bring up, oh, the fact that they're injured and so on and so forth. Sometimes they'll try to compare that to other teams. Like we just beat the Celtics you know, last week. People are trying to compare you know, Jason Tatum being at, oh, well, you beat the Celtics, but they didn't have Jason Tatum. It's like, yeah, but we're legitimately missing like a starting five. I don't, I don't think you understand that. And then when you pull up the, the NBA man games loss, when you pull up the chart and you see the NBA in this like big cluster, and you're like, wait a minute, what's that blip all the way a mile and a half down and to the right? And you see it's the Orlando Magic, and you're like, no, this is how bad it actually is. And then people are like, oh my gosh, that mm -hmm. is absolutely crazy. And that was Vince Carter's reaction. He couldn't believe that it's been that long for the Orlando Magic. Luke, I don't know the last time that you looked at that NBA Man Games Lost chart, 
the way that they kind of graph it is by how many man games lost and then your bubble size is basically yeah. like the the amount of games that you've lost of like compared to value over replacement players so while the magic have the most nba man games lost their bubble is much smaller relative to other teams and i kind of take offense to that because how are you accurately, and I know value of a replacement player is an actual measurement and metric that they are going off of, but how do you really know what their value is over a replacement player when these guys don't see the floor, when they're mm-hmm. actually legitimately not playing basketball? Mm-hmm. Whenever we see that, it's like it makes it seem like the amount of games that we've lost guys to injury doesn't matter, and that could not be further from the truth for this team. Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I've seen that that chart so many times, and I haven't looked at it in the last month and a half, probably. Probably better for it, honestly. It's de- it's depressing. So I just stopped. I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, the Magic have been injury riddled for this long, and it's continuing this year. And hopefully, I wonder like if the Magic get completely healthy, if they will still be far and away the mo- the leader in man games lost by the end of the season if they stay healthy. That's what I want to see. I want to see what happens. I this is one of those things where I think I think the lead is safe. I think we can exhale. You're up 26 in the fourth quarter against the Spurs on Friday and you're like, "All right, we got this one in the bag." I think we've got that one in the bag. I'm pretty confident in saying that. It would have to be something pretty catastrophic to to lose that kind of lead. That would be worse than like the Warriors choking up 3-1 in the finals. Mm. It's true. Yeah. It'll be interesting though. I'm I, I that is something I will track. I just want to see how close the team can get. I would love to see somebody overtake us, but I, I would I would not bet on it. Definitely not. So it's Christmas. We're talking about gifts, and we want to talk about the gift that so many of you all give us every month by being part of our Patreon community. If you haven't heard, we do have a Patreon community. You can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. We right now we have three tiers of benefits that you can select from starting at two dollars a month just to help support the show. And then you can have other you know, tiers where we have access to like our Discord channel and then our Hall of Fame tier right now. Uh, we have a monthly Zoom call with those folks where we just hang out with them and talk Orlando Magic Basketball for an hour a month. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, we also shout out our brand new patrons anytime we have them every episode. We have two new patrons uh, this week. Shout out to RMProv221 who joined our Hall of Fame tier. Really, really appreciate that. And then another shout out to Ray Pastrana who came through with the annual Hall of Fame tier Patreon membership. Really, really appreciate you both. And then another thing that we do for our Hall of Fame tier patrons every episode is we give each of them a very special shout out, which we will start right now with the Court Cousins, Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Normal, Magic Player History, Julio Bailey, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, Franz Go to Fasho, The Distract, Mo Bamba, Yo Mama, Petition to Get Producer Kevin on Every Show. Pierre A, Migzors, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Eduardo Sanchez, Drum, Danimal, Dutto 15, Bobby Skinner, Goaty 93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Geraldo, Bill Fulton, Edmund Lagone, Jose Esquilin, Destin for Greatness, Caleb Pete, Cannibalism, Time Mr. TV, Chad 3045, Joe Rothbus, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear 95 Shred, Junior Bruce, Half Rican, Shahin 177, Himlo Ban Himro, RM Prov 221, Ray Pastrana, Thank you all so much, and a big shout-out and Merry Christmas to all of our Patreon community. You can find us again at patreon.com slash the sixth man show. And before, Jonathan, we get into kind of the meat of the episode here, I just wanted to quickly shout-out that we made an appearance recently on the Court Cousins YouTube podcast, everything there. They put all their stuff on YouTube uh, and you know audio platforms, all those sort of things. So go check that out. Uh, we were on there with them. We went about an hour with them. They're always a good time. A lot of fun. Way funnier than me. Um, and the way that they just construct their episodes, if you have not checked them out, they are one of our patrons as well. They have been really from the jump, I think. And uh, yeah, they're, they're just really entertaining. They've done a great job tapping into kind of the the market that wasn't tapped into as far as the magic community and podcasts in terms of comedy. Uh, they live stream after the games just kind of a live reaction um so they I mean, shout out to them they they find a way to to tap into the untapped areas and uh but yeah they were a lot of fun so I just wanted to plug that real quick and and don't get us 
like um like don't confuse like they're not just funny like they know they know their stuff like they have like good takes they just also happen to be very very funny that episode probably the best episode title of all time pure innocent shinobi if you know you know you just have to listen to the podcast to find out why it's named that but yeah shout out to our buddies you kyle and peach over at court cousins always good talking with those guys and and go check them out and, and check out that podcast episode that we were on let's talk about this spurs game luke so I was at this game. It was a lot of fun being there. Great crowd right before Christmas. Loud. Again, not the most packed game that I've been at, but again, it's two days before Christmas. People are out Christmas shopping. They're traveling, you know, in state, out of state, trying to get to family to spend, you know, a time with their their loved ones the holiday season. But a lot of fun coming into this. We expected the Magic to win this game. After uh, you know, what probably should have been a, a more comfortable win. On Wednesday over the Houston Rockets, we talked on last episode, like this game, you need to win pretty comfortably. Like I I said, the Magic need to win this game by at least like 10 or 12 points. The Magic did a much better job of that, I will say. Uh, But I wanted to point out one thing before we actually start talking about this game. Before the game, it was Wendell Carter Jr. Jeff Weltman was there. I forget who else was on the floor. Uh, Mayor Buddy Dwyer was there. They presented Wendell Carter Jr. with the President's Volunteer Service Award uh, for him completing 500 hours of community service in Orlando. So for a guy who has really only been in Orlando, I mean, two and a half years, it'll be it'll, it'll be three years in February, I believe. Or no, it'll be two years in February. It was February of 2021 where he made like all the big trades and everything. Mm-hmm. So it'll be it'll be two years in February, and the dude has already completed 500 hours of community service work in Orlando. Like, just hats off to Wendell Carter Jr. That's absolutely incredible for a guy who you know doesn't have to do the things that he does in the community, like the the uh, I think it's Boys to Men group that he has, where he mentors you know young men in Orlando. Um, just a great player, but it's it's also equally as great that he's a, a great person and a, a great ambassador for the Orlando Magic in the game of basketball. So just hats off to Wendell Carter. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have somebody like him in Orlando, like you say, like off the court as well. Just to put in perspective, if he's done 500 service hours and let's say like a, a normal work day for the average person is, you know, an eight hour work day, he's put in essentially 62 and a half days work days that are you know spent as a volunteer just giving of his his time and you know time where he could be doing other things and and i think that that's just awesome that's the way that he chooses to do it he was on um the orlando magic pod squad uh a few weeks back a few maybe a couple months back at this point but he had just talked about kind of his way of running camps and how he's got like a, a financial literacy class essentially is what he has um, and then African-American studies as well for them to take as well as doing the basketball. So he's always not only is he serving and doing things like that in the community, but he's prioritizing, you know, how that time is spent. And I, I think that, in, you know, doing having something like that, I think he's talked about it as well. You know, having those things and doing those things, he's giving kids kind of what he wishes that he was able to, to have growing up in terms of you know lessons that he's being taught not just on the court but off the court so shout out to wendell carter jr man he's you know we know him right like he's he's win daddy and he's living up to it he's being incredible to to all these people um just really teaching them what to do and how to function not just on a basketball court the city of orlando is lucky to have you wendell we love you man congrats that's amazing we're driven by the search for better But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, let's talk about this Spurs game, Luke. So, uh, decent start. I wouldn't say the the best start ever for the Magic. The Magic shoots the ball really, really well uh, throughout this game, but particularly in the first quarter and in the first half, it was turnovers and it was offensive rebounds that really did the Magic in. The first quarter, the Magic shoot 72% from the floor, 13 of 18. Uh, you, you would think that the Magic would have a double-digit lead yeah. shooting the ball that well when you look at the Spurs, who shot 44% in the first quarter. But the Magic were only up 34 to 28 due to the fact that the Magic had six turnovers in that first quarter and let the Spurs come up with four offensive rebounds. Uh, it gets a little bit better for the Magic in the second quarter, Luke. Five turnovers, but again, you're letting up five offensive rebounds. So that's 11 first-half turnovers and nine offensive rebounds that you're giving up to the San Antonio Spurs. So even though in the first half you shoot, how much is it here? 59% in the first half. You're, you're tied at the half when you're shooting the absolute crap out of the basketball. And the Spurs really weren't playing all that well outside of the offensive rebounds in the second half or second chance points, basically giving them 20 extra possessions in that first half is what kept the magic or what kept the Spurs, I should say, in the game. And then everything flipped in the second half, really the the fourth quarter in particular, you go into the fourth quarter up five. And then Mo Bamba hits three straight threes in the beginning of the fourth quarter. And the Magic take a 26-point lead in the fourth quarter, Luke, to eventually coast to a 113-133 to victory over the San Antonio Spurs. Their second, game in a, their second win in a row and their eighth win in the last nine games. Yeah, I, I think that in what you talked about is just the point that I was also going to just emphasize is the turnovers in that that first half, especially that first quarter, where, like we said, you shoot seventy two percent. There is if you then what I had kind of written down was like if you limit turnovers, you have way more than a six point lead at the end of that first quarter, like you also mentioned. But I did enjoy kind of the way the Magic started out the game in terms of how they were exploiting the Spurs in general. Markel, right out of the gate, was just playing aggressive bully ball on whoever was on him. If the guy was any bit smaller than him in stature or or height, he was going at him. Uh, Ball was doing much of the same, just taking advantage of mismatches, uh, really playing well, shooting well, right? If Ball gets off to a hot start, it's you talked about Jalen Suggs a couple weeks ago, and you say... You know, it, you can see the start that Jalen has. And if he has a great start, he's going to have a great game. If he has a bad start, the trend has been the game doesn't go very well for him. It is starting to feel that way for Bull Bull. Bull Bull starts this game, you know, just incredibly. Um, ends the game six of eight from the floor and two of three from three with 14 points. I mean, and he even played a little bit of center in this game. Only had two rebounds, but... You're really not, he's not in there necessarily to rebound. He's in there just to alter the shots, make people think twice about coming into the paint. And I think there's a lot to say about that. But that was kind of what I like to see out of the gate. Um, and because in that first quarter, I think what he had 12 in the first quarter, though, like on five of six shooting. So he just still was able to give the Magic a huge lift and at least a quarter of the game. Um, so, so that was kind of the my big takeaway from that first half. Limit those turnovers. You've got your guys going offensively. You're just really shooting yourself in the foot, being a little bit careless with the basketball and those, you know, in, in that first quarter, especially. So I, I I don't know. There was a lot to take from this game. It was really nice, Jonathan, to to just see that, you know, you're able to take care of business. Philip Rossman Reich had a tweet that if you look into it, it'll it'll make you really just think. 
what he said was he said in the fourth quarter he said the magic are done playing with their food when is the last time that we've been able to truthfully say something like that the magic were undoubtedly better than the spurs matchup wise talent wise it just threw the roof they're obviously very well coached but they're like the worst they're the worst defense in the league right now and you put up 61 and a half. I mean, you're just basically sleepwalking through the first little bit of this game. But then when you wake up and you want to wake up, you have guys like Cole Anthony and Mo Bamba who can be hit or miss. They're both firing on all cylinders. Bamba, like you said, had a great start but to the fourth quarter with his three-pointers as well. There was just so much good happening in this game. And then eventually it, it, the door just busted open and the Magic win this game by 20 really with ease there down the stretch. And it is like they were playing with their food for the first three and a half quarters of the game. So it was great to to see them bounce back from the lead that the Spurs had. I think they were, I wrote it down here as far as what, what it was, but it looked like, yeah. So we were down nine with a minute 30 left in the first half. Magic stormed back to tie it at half. Palo had an and one. Um, Palo had a three-pointer to then cut it to three. A great baseline out-of-bounds play drawn up to get Colin and one under the hoop. Just really everybody was clicking on all cylinders. So you would have liked to see a bigger lead. But at the end of the day, the Magic are able to just get the win that they needed to get. And that's imperative. They did it against the Spurs, and they eked it out against Houston to get that win. Like, they're just beating the teams that they're supposed to beat. And it feels great. Yeah. This is a game that the Magic absolutely needed to win. And when we talk about this fourth quarter, I do think it is easy to say the Magic are, are done playing with their food when you shoot 8 of 11 for 3 in the fourth quarter. Like, mm. anytime that happens, you're going to do pretty well. Now, yeah. where was it, where it was most impressive to me was on the defensive end where you hold the Spurs to 40% shooting uh, in the fourth quarter, limit their offensive rebounds, their second chances. The Magic only have two turnovers in the fourth quarter. Like the the shooting is the thing that I think is going to be the I think we all know is going to be the biggest variable for this team. You're going to have quarters like this from time to time where you you just it seems like no one can miss. The Magic just for a total from the floor in the fourth quarter, 15 of 23, 65% shooting. Now it did feel like the Magic this game should have been over much sooner than the fourth quarter, if you ask me. But it was especially in the first half the turnovers the second chance opportunities. When I when I went back and I looked at the box score, and I was like, man, you gave the Spurs 20 extra possessions in that first half. It's going to be tough to beat any team. But this is, especially the way we've been playing the last couple of weeks, this is absolutely a team that you should have just been able to come out and take care of business. I would be lying if I said, especially in that second quarter, when you're down nine, like are, you're you're a couple of possessions away from being down 15 at this point. And then... Yeah, you probably can still come back from 15 against this team, but it never feels to feels good to be down double digits at home against a team that you know you should be able to beat. I mean, ask the Boston Celtics. They know exactly what that's like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, luckily, like you said, great close to the end of the first half. Good third quarter. You're up five heading into the fourth, and then you just blow the freaking doors off with just incredible shooting, great defense, taking care of the ball. Really, one of the best quarters of the season for the Magic. I would, I would say maybe the best if we didn't just have like the fifty point you know first quarter a few games ago. So just really, really fun game to be at. Again, good crowd. Fans always love it when teams are hitting threes. Uh, you know the the back to back to back threes from Mo and then Cole Anthony. Then a couple of minutes later, a big deep three from Franz Wagner, who again from that left wing, it just seems like the ball is always going in. I don't know the last time that we looked at bucketlist.fans to see like how he's shooting specifically from that wing. I I know I'm almost positive it's well above 40%, which it just feels great when Franz pulls up from that spot. You're like, okay, this ball is going in. But like you said, great win, a win over a team that you're supposed to beat. And now we start to look ahead uh, to next week and you're still on the, the, the trail, you know, of the Raptors, the Bulls, Maybe even the Miami Heat will take you know a look at that as well. Um, did you just pull up bucket list? Yeah, yeah. Um, Franz is from the left wing. Looks like twenty one for fifty, which is good for forty two percent. Yeah, uh, from that left wing. He's also just while we're here on the left corner shooting six of thirteen, smaller volume, but 
46% uh, from the left. So anytime Franz shoots it from the left side, you guys can rest assured that it's going to be a good one. Um, have confidence that it's going in regardless of what kind of action he's taking. If it's a step back, a spot up, whatever it is, you can feel good about it. Um, I want to also add here, Jonathan, how awesome it was to have Gary and Wendell back in this game. Uh, you could definitely see the rust at some points, but with Wendell, I, I noted he had, you know, a, a great turnaround jumper over Zach Collins off the dribble. And then I believe it was the possession right after that. Gary Harris has a dribble pull up long two, which he gets to go. And it's like, we have just missed that. You have just the, the bench unit is great um, with your backups. Like that second unit was, you know, Cole, Gary Harris, Terrence Ross, Bamba and Dell. And I, at some points that was your starting lineup last year. And that was a second unit. Obviously, Dell will be a starter when all, you know, kind of when he is off his minute restriction officially. But I mean, to have that second unit, Cole, Gary, T. Ross, and Bamba and Dell is just incredible to have back on the floor. And you had Kevon Harris and Admiral Schofield and Street Close. Nothing bad against those guys, but it was great to just know that we weren't having G Leaguers on the court in that game. And it showed. It shows when you're able to wear a team like the Spurs down to the point where you can get things going, get hot, get guys in rhythm, and just know what you're working with and know that it is just a much better quality. That's an incredible second unit. I will say that lob from Paolo to Wendell yeah. was like the one probably Crazy. the loudest point of the night, I would say. Like obviously mm-hmm. it's a, a fantastic so. play. My wife, God God bless her soul, man. My <laughs> wife, she's like uh I think maybe they were talking about on the broadcast, if if I'm not mistaken. Um, again, I I didn't I kind of skimmed through my my rewatch of of the game here on the broadcast, but she said something to the effect of they were drawing comparisons to that play with the like the game winning lob like Hito to Dwight Howard, oh. and I'm like, look, it was a phenomenal play. It's <laughs> not anywhere in the same stratosphere as that play. Obviously, mm-hmm. like the pass from Hito to Dwight was absolutely fantastic it's over tim duncan it's to win the game not even close although it was a incredible incredible play from palo to wendell yeah so to add context for those that maybe also skimmed through the broadcast or didn't get to see it they essentially had brought up that play earlier as like a sponsored moment that makes more sense they brought it back they were just doing a nice little call back there uh, when that lob happened from palo to dell so i think that's why it was top of mind Okay. There's just no way that, like like you said, that you're having an exact comparison unless there's something like that where it's like a moment of the game of, you know, a moment of the the, the matchup or whatever they call it um, that was sponsored. But, uh, yeah, it was nice to take a, a little trip down memory lane. Hear Vince talk about Dwight Howard and his peak years. Uh, I believe they did that in the first or second quarter that that mentioned. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I luckily, yeah, it wasn't out of nowhere that they brought it up. But it it, it was funny. It was. I'm glad funny. to hear that. Yeah, I want to give a, a quick pa- a quick a shout out to our pal Mark Schindler. If you guys don't follow him, you can follow him at mg underscore Schindler on Twitter. So he tweeted this on Christmas Eve. It says Paolo Bancaro from three. Before Markel Fultz returned on November 30th, he was 33% on catch-and-shoot threes, 1.9 per game. He was 20.8% on off-the-dribble pull-ups, 1.7 per game. Since Fultz has been back in 13 games, 41% on catch-and-shoot, 2.6. 29% off-the-dribble, 1.9. So it's like... The, the attempts for the catch and shooter going up, the percentages. So he's getting more looks. He's getting better looks. And for Franz, it's the same thing. Before Fultz, he was 38% on catch and shoot, 1.6 attempts per game, 27% off the dribble, a 23, 2.3 per a game attempts. And then since Fultz has been back, he's up to 45% on catch and shoot, 3.2 attempts, and then uh, 25.9 off the dribble, 2.1 attempts per game. So, we talked about this. Paolo and Franz were only going to benefit from Markel coming back. They're getting more open looks, and the open looks that they're getting are even better, and they're knocking those down. So those guys are really taking advantage of Markel Fultz being back. 
So let, let me let me simplify things, okay? That was great. And and I I know that there's a lot to that because it's Oh, there the is truth. a lot. I stumbled through that. No, you're fine. There is a lot to it in terms of what it means for this team. I'll boil it down for you real quick for those of, of you that that, you know, you know, just they do want the simpler facts. The simpler facts, Jonathan, are that the Magic without Markel Fultz this year are five and sixteen. Mar- Magic with Markel Fultz this season are now eight and five. Fair enough. You know, you know what I'm saying. Like, it's really all you talking, need to know. If that's all you need to know. It's the simple numbers. The Magic are Magic good. Markel Fultz. So that's that's True. all you need to know. That, that's the caveman explanation, and it really it's perfect. That's all <laughs> it you is need. Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. Folks, don't forget, after every Magic victory, the following day, you can get 50% off your online order with Papa John's with code MAGICWIN. And you don't have to be in Orlando. You can get that even if you're up to 150 miles from Orlando. As long as you are more than 75 miles from Miami, that code is good for you. I was at my wife's uh, another holiday party. She kind of works for like two different companies at the same time. It's kind of confusing, but it's the same company kind of. Uh, and I was telling this guy, he works at Publix. He's like, man, I got to I gotta work New Year's Eve, man. I don't know how I'm going to feed all my employees. I don't know what we're going to do. I was like, listen, if the Magic win on Friday, use code Magic Win. He works <laughs> in, in Gainesville. And I yeah. told him, look, Magic Win, you got 50% off Papa John's. There you go. My other buddy, he's a, he's a produce manager. I told him the same thing. I said, if the Magic win, you got 50% off Papa John's for all your employees. You're welcome. Merry Christmas. Your New Year's Eve plans are solved. If the Magic can get that win that they should get on Friday. Ooh, over the Washington Wizards. That's a perfect segue. Let's talk about next week. So the look ahead. So no game on Monday, but then you've got the Los Angeles Lakers at home. That game is going to tip off at 7 o'clock. You've got a back-to-back, a home road back-to-back. After the game against the Lakers on Tuesday, you fly to Detroit take on the Pistons on Wednesday. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock Eastern. And then you come back home on Friday. You take on the Washington Wizards. That's going to be New Year's Eve Eve. That game tips off at 7 o'clock. Looking at the injury front for each of these uh, respective teams here, Los Angeles Lakers, obviously no Anthony Davis. The Detroit Pistons, no Kate Cunningham. He's going to be out for the rest of the season. For the Wizards, Will Barton and Denny Avdia are both day today. So we'll kind of, you know, we've got almost a week in between now and then. We'll see if those guys are able to play. But no Anthony Davis, no Kate Cunningham is a really big deal for these games against the Lakers and the Pistons. And then you got the Wizards. The Wizards have been really, really bad recently, like really awful. The Pistons, you lost to them opening night, a game that you should have won if it wasn't for an Isaiah Stewart three. You got to think the Magic are going to be looking for some revenge there. And it's a game that you should win, Luke. What do you think happens this week? What's the magic record this week? I'm doing it, Jonathan. I am doing it. The magic. We're going three and zero this week. We're we're going. We're having a four. What that maybe make it a four five game win streak if the magic can win all three this week because they're on two right now. I'm going, I'm, and that is not just, and it is very hard, I will preface. It is very difficult when your team seemingly is good now to not just optimistically predict three wins in a row. I think, for lack of better term, all these teams suck. They are not good <laughs> teams. LeBron James hey, puts up 38. The, the LeBron puts up 38 on Christmas Day and still they manage to lose. Why? Because the rest of their team stinks and Anthony Davis is out. Detroit Pistons, they've lost, I don't even know, four straight. The, the Lakers have lost four or five, five straight. straight now. Okay, and the Lakers have done the same pretty much. Um, and the Wizards have stunk as of late. I, and the Magic, guess what, Jonathan, have not stunk as of late. Don't get me wrong. I will not be shocked if off of, you know, they're back to back. They go into Detroit and they lose that game just because Detroit is desperate to win and the Magic are feeling good about what their record is. I am hopeful, though, that they can stay locked in and they can just continue and, and say, you know what? We had that huge winning streak. Wouldn't it be awesome to have another one? We have a great opportunity with these stretch of games. I hope that is their mindset, but I won't be shocked if it is not uh, in Detroit, you know, that, that next night after beating the Lakers. 
But all that said, I'm going to have faith that this team is going to be locked in. The rest of these, like I said, these teams suck. You should, you have a great chance to beat all of them. And I'm just going to say the Magic take that chance. The Magic go 3-0 this week. So looking at the Lakers injury report, I missed this. They're also possibly going to be without Juan Toscano-Anderson. He had a right ankle sprain back on December 8th and was originally evaluated to miss two weeks. And then he was going to be reevaluated. So I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow with that. And then I know LeBron has been dealing with some kind of ankle injury and was like questionable to play Christmas, but it's yeah. Christmas. Like, of course, he's going to pseudo. I think right. this was like his 17th straight. Yeah, year yeah they only on mentioned Christmas. it a thousand times on the broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, by the way, whew, really going to sweat that Juan Toscano Anderson two points a game injury there. Um, but yeah, I listen, if we can get LeBron out on Tuesday or yeah, Tuesday, you, who hates you like, n- like known Orlando hater, like he hates mm-hmm. Orlando. Yeah. Mainly the city. Right. But, but, Yes. Which he wasn't he, even in Orlando during the bubble. People just think Disney, Orlando, you were in Lake Buena Vista. Let's be very real about what happened. You were not in Orlando. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I I would love it, you know, and I think it's feasible that he misses that game, but we will see. Um, so are you, did you, did you say your prediction? No, I'm going to say my prediction right now. Okay. I do think three and oh, one, the Lakers are coming to town. We have had great turnouts at home so far to start the year over the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee Bucks coming to town. Mm-hmm. The Boston Celtics were here. Like all of these big teams that have come to town that normally it turns into an away game for the Orlando Magic, our fans have done a really great job of holding their own thus far. The Lakers is where I think that could change. If it's going to change at any point this year, this is going to be the game. If yeah. you have not listened to the RJ Hampton podcast that he did with Paolo Bancaro at the beginning of the season, they talked about this exactly. And it's been a talking point at different points throughout the season. Cole Anthony brought it up a couple of games ago, just how great the crowds have been and how his first couple of years here, that has not always been the case. And this year, it very much has been. The Lakers coming to town with LeBron James, if there's any time that that is going to happen this season, this is going to be the game. So this is really what I am most excited about is to see how our fans respond and to see if our season ticket holders are cashing in on the Lakers coming to town like they seemingly do year after year after year. And maybe now with Paolo Bancaro, they're like, oh no, I'm not selling these tickets. I'm going to see Paolo and them boys take it to LeBron and the Lakers. That's what I am hoping for. That's what I'm banking on. The other thing that I'm rooting for in this game is because essentially if the Magic win this game on Tuesday against the Lakers, they would have been two freaking points away for having the longest winning streak in franchise history. And as much as that Hawks game still bothers me, if they win on Tuesday, that will cement the fact that that game will haunt me for the rest of my life up until if this team this season manages to break the nine-game win streak record for franchise longest win streak in Magic history, then I'll forget about that Hawks game. But I wanted this streak so badly. We may be at the beginning of a, of a record-breaking streak here. We can, we can talk about that. But I want to see it with a win over the Lakers. You're going to Detroit. Second night of a back-to-back. Home, road, travel. Everything is working against you. No Cade Cunningham. They're without their best player. This is a team that stole a win from you early in the season when you were still learning how to win games. You've made a ton of improvements. They're still a bad team. You need to find a way to win that game. And the Washington Wizards, who have also been absolutely terrible. I'm pulling up the standings here. They're on, so they just won their last game. Before that, I believe they were on like a seven or eight game losing streak. They're two and eight in their last 10. Right now, you are tied with them in the standings. Looking at their upcoming schedule here, let me pull this up. So they've got Philadelphia on Tuesday at home. Then they're at home for Phoenix. 
And then they've got Orlando at home on Friday. The Magic pick up a couple of wins here. They'll already be ahead of the Wizards in the standings. But right now, you're you're tied. You're both 13 and 21. I would just love to see the Magic beat that team. Washington has been a, a really bad team, but they're probably somewhere around the Magic. Maybe not mm-hmm. recently, but obviously on the season, they have the same record. And, you know, might be a, a good test for the Magic to see are we really ready to take the next step to a plan? You go 3-0 and on this week, we're, we're talking about the plan. Like, I know we've been talking about it, but you, like, a six-game, or a, was it a six? Or how many games did we win in a row? Was it seven games seven. in a row before the Hawks? Uh, maybe six. I believe it was seven, because the Hawks would have been eight. Let's see. No, the Hawks, Hawks would have been... Seven. I I can't remember now. We've got to go you, back and take a look at this. Three, four, five, six. You were on six. On a six-game winning streak. So you go on a mm-hmm. six-game winning streak, you lose a game, and then you go on another five-game winning streak. That like Your season is officially turned around at that point, I think. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm going to go 3-0 and as well. All right. Okay. Now let's talk a little. We're going to talk a couple of minutes here about playing impl- implications before before we shut it down. So right now, again, the Magic are two and a half games back of the Toronto Raptors for the final play-in spot. And then they are three and a half games back of the Miami Heat. And they are two games back of the Chicago Bulls. We talked about the fact that right now you're tied with the Washington Wizards. So let's start with the Bulls because they're closest to the Magic right now in the standings. This is the Bulls' upcoming schedule. Now, the Bulls have won three in a row. Maybe they're turning things around, but you're so close in standings. On Monday, as you guys are listening to this, they're at home versus the Rockets. Then they have Milwaukee. They have Detroit. Then they're at home for Cleveland. Then they're in Cleveland. Home for the Nets. At Philadelphia. Home for the Jazz. At the Celtics. That's a six-game like stretch there of very losable games for the Chicago Bulls. That stretch puts you at January 10th. We talked about this on the last episode. Looking at the upcoming stretch for the Toronto Raptors. So you're two games behind the Bulls. You're two and a half games behind the Raptors. This is what they have coming up, Luke. At home for the Clippers. At home for the Grizzlies. At home for the Suns. At Indiana. At home for the Bucks. At home for the Knicks. At home for uh, the Trailblazers. Charlotte, Charlotte, Atlanta, Knicks, Bucks. Again, a big stretch coming up for the Toronto Raptors. And then we look at the Miami Heat. They've got the Timberwolves, the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Suns, the Nets, Oklahoma City. The Magic have a a tough stretch of their own coming up. But the Magic, if they continue to play at this level they're going to find themselves like in the very thick of the playing conversation in just about two weeks here. Yeah. I, I think there's a real shot that we're talking playing and we're like, listen, I'm not saying I'm just saying, no, we're saying the magic are, are, are very much in that. I think they're already in the conversation. And I think that just your situation continues to improve. You're five games back of the six seed too. So like we're <laughs> listen, we were far Why away. Not? We were we were like four and a half, five we games were five out and of twenty. We well, right, but we were five, four and a half, five games back of the play-in not too long ago, and nothing a little streak can't fix. Magic go on that streak, all of a sudden you're putting yourself in really good situations. Like I said, I think you're already in the play-in conversation. And the next topic is, how much better can you do? Like, how much better can you overachieve from what you thought once the, when the Magic were 5-20? and 20? I think that this soon becomes very exciting for, this, for the Magic team. I think the more that they learn, the better they get. I think that you're, you're just going to see a team that continues to improve and learn how to win. This team is learning how to win. I just think that they're going to be able to beat the teams that they should beat. Sure, you're probably going to have some bad losses here and there because at the end of the day, this is a young team. 
but I think you're going to beat the teams for the most part that you should beat, and then you're going to go into these games against contending teams or top of the conference teams and still have a, a pretty great chance to come out of there with a win. There's some nights, like I said, that are going to get away from you, that's going to get ugly, but if this team can just stay the course, you're going to find yourself in way more than just a playing conversation. I really hope so. It's been a long time. Magic fans deserve this. When we were having the conversation a little bit ago, just about how many guys we've lost and for how long it's been, and you have a guy like Vince Carter that I almost can't believe how long it's been since the Magic had a clean injury report. And that's another thing. The Magic are playing great. They're getting guys back. You got Wendell. You got Gary back. When those guys come off the minutes restriction, I would guess in the next couple of games, and then hopefully this time next month we're talking about like Chuma just came back. You've got Jalen, you've got JI, everyone's ready to go. And you're you're sitting there in the I don't know, the nine spot maybe, the eight spot, who knows? Maybe you're sitting at the ten spot, but then it's like, all right, the, the right. amount that the magic have improved over the, the course of the, the last couple of weeks and you're really in the thick of it. It's just really exciting, man. I've really I'm happy missed. for us. I'm happy for Magic fans. Yeah, I, I've missed checking the standings every day. I have missed it. I screw tanking. All right, screw it. I understand that it got us Palo Bancaro, and that is incredible. But I'm just, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying sweating every game. It's just, it's been a, it's been a while. And I'm happy to be back. So I'm looking at basketball reference and their standings and, and uh, playoff probabilities. Right now, they have the Magic with an 87% chance of being out of the play-in. They're going to learn. I would, I'm, I'm not shocked that is it's that, that high. Is that, is that play-in included or no? That is playing. It's it's pre-playing odds. So like, there's a uh, eight, nine, ten, and then there's out. They have the magic with a three and a half percent chance of reaching the nine seed, a six point seven percent chance of getting the ten seed, and they have an eighty-seven point two percent chance of having the magic just out of the play-in. Sounds like casuals to me. A two point eight percent chance of winning the division, That's which funny. right now you are. Man, the the the, the southeast uh, division is just really trash this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, let's see how far back are you of the Atlanta Hawks. You... Let's see. So you are four and a half games back, five and a half games back of the Atlanta Hawks, and you're giving them a two percent chance. I'm not saying the Magic are going to win the division, but there's a lot of basketball to be had here, folks. Any team on you know any given week is one injury away. Let let us tell you. We know. We know what that's all about. So we'll revisit that. I don't think we'll do that every episode, but every couple of weeks, it'll be fun to see how a basketball reference kind of updates that. And, you know, people don't watch this team. They're really just looking at the records and calculating schedule, strength of schedule, all that kind of stuff. So, all right, Luke, I think that's going to do it for us, folks. Don't forget, coming up on January 7th, we'll be at the Porch South Orange 4757 South Orange Avenue for our next watch party as the Magic take on the Golden State Warriors. That is going to tip off uh, at 8.30. The watch party starts at 8 o'clock. Make sure that you guys come out. It's going to be a great time. Luke, anything else? Mm. What's what's the date of that watch party? January 7th, the Saturday. January 7th. Here's what I want you guys to do. If you're not driving, don't worry about it. But what I want you to do, guys... Go to your phones, go to your calendar, click on the 7 in January, add your little little notification there, add mag- six-man show, magic watch party, set it for 8, 8 p.m., and then put the alert to alert you a day before. That's all I want you guys to do. Just do that. I would love to see a ton of you guys out there. I know there's a lot going on right now in the holiday season. Easy to forget things. Maybe you miss an episode here and there. You forget about the watch party. Just go ahead. Put it in your phones. January 7th, 8 p.m. Remind you a day before. See you guys there. We'll give you guys some time. You know, get through the holidays. You might miss an episode or so. But after the new year, let's lock it back in. Maybe you miss a Magic game or so. And you're like, man, they blew out the Spurs. How did I miss that? Don't miss this watch party. Lock back in, folks. Let's let's get it. You know, new year, new me. As uh, LaMelo Ball once said, same Mito. 
Mm. That's right. That's going to do it for us, folks. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Sixth Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya! Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.